Well, somebody say we are one body. Welcome to day three of the Morris Cirillo Unity in the Spirit. Don, I love what you say. It's not unity as the product of trying to be nice and trying to incorporate psychology, but it's unity in the Holy Spirit. Yes, and he's got more revelation for us today, I know, about how we are already interconnected. Mm. It's not that we need to get connected, we are connected, and then through our connection to God, release of the glory of God, and that unity is manifested in all the earth. But I love what, G what Brother Solo has done, and I've seen him done in country after country. And let me just say also, to get to one of Dr. Cirillo's conferences. In that environment, you'll experience that. It won't be this culture over here, this group of no. people, all mixed together. It's tremendous. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Greg, and I'm so humbled and so amazed because Jesus talking about his unity in the Father and the unity of the Spirit in him. And we know that unity is perfect. And then he says, he wants or he has provided the same unity for us in him, the same unity Jesus has in the Father. That's the unity he has provided for us in him. I need to say, Father, help me. Thank you, Jesus. You know, this is what I love about today's message. So Brother Trilla is gonna to begin to talk to us today. One of my favorite analogies that the Bible gives to us about who we are is the analogy of the body of Christ. And you're seeing on the board right now, Brother Trilla reminds us we're an organism. It's a structure of interdependent, subordinate elements whose relation and properties are largely determined by their function in the whole. Can I just break that down for every single one of us today? This is what Brother Trillo is saying to us, this is what the Apostle Paul is saying to us. You were not created to be like anybody else but who God created you to be. If you're a finger, be a finger. If you're a hand, be a hand. If you're a mouth, be a mouth. But the way that we come into unity in the body of Christ is by not becoming an echo of somebody else, but by finding what is my voice, what is my place, what is my gift. And I want to encourage you today, don't compare yourself to anybody else. That servant with the one talent buried their talent because they compared themselves to the person that had two, the person that had five. Listen, you have been made in the image of God. Today, I want you to open your spirit wide. God is taking us on a journey throughout this entire school of ministry. We're gonna go from one course to the other, but this is the foundation. We'll go into a course on discovering your ministry. But I think one of the great things that Brother Srillo is teaching us one of the great things that the Holy Spirit is teaching us, we are not in competition with each other. We are subordinate. We are interdependent. 
We're not just a bunch of independent parts. We need each other. There is somebody that needs what you have. And there is somebody that has what you need. And so we want to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. God wants to raise you up. God wants to exalt you in due season. And then you can supply to the body that thing that God has gifted you, that God has equipped you. So I'm excited today. If you are ready, if you can say that I am his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God ordained before the foundations of the earth. I want you to join me again in welcoming to day three of this life changing, I believe a message that this world needs, that this church needs now more than ever before. Thank you for joining today. Let's welcome God's servant, Dr. Morris Cirillo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul spoke to the Corinthian church. First Corinthians 12, 12 and 13. Listen to what he said. He said, as the body is one and hath many members. Now, I will not, because I'm heading in a very strong direction. I will not have the time in this conference to go into the tremendous truth of the body. But as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, bond or free, we have all been made to drink into one spirit. Somebody raise your hand and say it out loud. We are one body. Somebody take a hold of your brother and sister by the hand and hold it up in the air and say it. We are one body. Come on, say it again. Come on, say it again. Come on, say it again. Now, do you remember what we identified the church to be? Not an organization. Say amen. amen. Not a denomination. Amen. But what? An organism. Come on, say it again. What is an organism? It's a structure of interdependence. 
Hold your brother's hand, your sister's hand. Interdependent. Feeling. Feeling. You feel it in the spirit. Feel it. Interdependent. You're not alone to yourself and you don't walk around. Independent. But a structure of interdependent, subordinate elements whose relation and properties are largely determined by their function in the whole. Brother, whatever your brother or sister needs, you're going to become subordinate to meeting that need because you're interdependent, brother. And when someone has a need, it's going to draw it out of you because you're Somebody say organism. organism. Somebody say it again. Organism. It's an individual constituted, constructed. How many of you believe that God constructed his body? Do you? God was the contractor. I think you're a little hesitant to say amen to that. Well, I'll tell you he was. Nobody else did it. An individual constructed, this is what an organism is, to carry the activities of life by means of organs eyes, ears, nose, mouth, hands, arms, organs, all separate in function, but mutually dependent one on the other. Somebody raise your hand and say, we are one body. Come on, somebody say it again. Listen to what Paul told the Romans. Romans 12, 5, listen to it as it goes deep into your spirit. So we, numerous as we are, see all these different organs. So we, numerous as we are, are what? One. in the Methodist church? One in the second four square? The fifth assembly? So we, Romans 12, 5, numerous as we are, are one body in Christ the Messiah. 
That's not all Paul said. Let me finish the scripture. And individually, we are parts one of another. Let's get the organism completely out in the open. Paul tells us what it is in the scripture beside the definition I gave you. So we being numerous as we are, are one body in Christ the Messiah, and individually we are parts of another mutually dependent on one another. Somebody say we're one body. Come on, somebody say it again. Somebody say it again. Somebody say it like you mean it. Come on, is it going in your spirit? Come on, is it going into your spirit? Are you getting it? Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. Listen to it. There is one body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Now, I don't know what that's going to do to some of your theology. I honestly don't know. Do you have any idea how many of God's people have been split and broken? Churches that have been split and lives of people that have been ruined because of someone going off on one idea of a doctrine and someone going off on another idea of a doctrine Now, you say, Brother Sula, isn't it important to you how people do things? It is important to me, but not important enough to where I lose sight of what's the most important. And if I have a doctrine, I sort of keep them to myself. I've got enough out here, brother, to preach Jesus than for me to preach whether you should be baptized in water in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, 
personally, I really don't care. Because the Father is in Jesus. Jesus is in the Father. The Holy Ghost is in all of them. So you have been baptized in the name of Jesus. Help yourself. They don't care. I get all these people, you know, they, Brother Shirley, you believe that the church is going to be raptured before the tribulation? You got any idea how much garbage? We get in the mail from people who want us to believe like they believe. And if you don't preach it this way, Brother Shalom, I'm not going to support you anymore. I had a blessed Seventh-day Adventist man, real born-again, spirit-filled, lovely brother come to my office one time who was supporting several of my nationals. Wonderful doctor, medical doctor. He sat into my office one day and he brought me a check for several hundreds of dollars in San Diego at our office. They found out that I was in the office and he said, could I have a few words with Brother Sewell? And they called up, I said, sure, send him right upstairs came into my office, we sat and chat together. He said, you know, I love you so much, Brother Sean. He says, you're a Jew. And he says, you know, we Seventh-day Adventists are very close to the Jews. We love you. <laughs> See, I wasn't raised a Jew. I was an orphan, Jewish orphan boy. God came to me when I was 14 and a half years of age and by a miracle inside the Jewish orphanage brought me the message that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He said, there's only one thing I don't understand. He said, I know you're a prophet of God. He said, I've been to your meetings. I've seen the miracles. He said, I've seen the souls get saved. But he said, there's only one thing. He said, I don't understand about you. He said, how can you be a Jew and don't worship God on the Sabbath? I said, what do you mean? He said, you know what I mean, Saturday. And I looked at him and I said, oh, but I do. <laughs> and then, brother, that little seven-day Venice man came over his chair. And he thought he was going to write me out another check. <laughs> he got so excited. He said, you do, Brother Srilla? He said, I didn't know that. You worship the Lord. I said, just exactly like you do. He said, you do? I said, yes, I do. Then I stood up. And I looked at him, and I took him by the hand, and I said, 
and on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You have any idea how many churches have been split? How many people have walked out of congregations because the preachers wouldn't preach what they believe? Whether you're going to believe, whether you're going to be raptured before the tribulation or in the middle of the tribulation or at the end of the tribulation. Don't ever talk doctrine with brothers. I get a lot of people try to talk doctrine with me. They think once in a while they get a little close to me and they get a chance to say or drop a little word about some kind of doctrine or something. They always wonder why I never respond. I don't have any time to talk about. Talk to me about Jesus. Brother, I'll sit there and talk with you all day long. You want to talk to me about why we believe different things about the manifestations of revelation? You got the wrong man. Personally, I don't really care. How am I trying to figure out all those things in revelation? I read them and I get blessed. I do the best I can. Leave it all alone, praise God. It's not the essential issue. Why do you care whether you're going up before the rapture, before the tribulation, or in the middle of the tribulation, or the end of the tribulation? What do you care? Do you think knowing or having an idea about it is going to make you any more ready? Come on. How many of you know the most important thing is, brother, is that you are ready? And how many of you know the most important thing is that he's coming back again? <laughs> Come on, he's coming back again. He's coming back again. Somebody say we are one body. Come on, somebody say it again. Somebody say it like you mean it. Ephesians 4, 4 through 6. There is one body, one spirit. You're called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father who is above all, through all, and in you all.
Somebody say the word Jesus. Jesus. Can God give us sight to see tonight that Jesus alone is the focal point of the unity and that there can be no unity not around a conference table but the kind of unity that will release to the world the greatest manifestation of the power of God that the world has ever seen. Jesus. Oh, dear Jesus. Come on. Somebody say we're one body. Somebody say we are one body. Somebody say it like you mean it. Colossians 1.19. Are you ready for a bombshell? Come on. Are you ready for a bombshell? Come on. Are you ready for a bombshell? Colossians 1.19. For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. Remember when I told you what the word glory means? Somebody tell me the Greek word. All that God has and all that God is. You know what the word? Fullness. A little harder to say than doxa. Pleroma. I'm not going to try to make you say it. Pleroma. P-L-E-R-O-M-A. You know what this means? The word fullness, it means God in the completeness of his being. It pleased the Father that in Jesus, God in the total completeness of his peace should dwell in Christ. And Jesus said, I pray for them that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I am in thee, that the completeness of all your being. 
Well, how many of you know that Jesus is praying for you? What a prayer. Brother Srillo reminded us today that we might be one. Yes, and also, you know, I just as I appreciate when Jesus dealt with the issue of paying taxes to Caesar, he said, give me a coin and said, whose image is this? I don't want to pass over as if it's a funny story how Dr. Srillo handled that situation, that someone loved him and supported him, but said, why don't you worship God on Saturday? That was a perfect opportunity to destroy unity, to get into debate, to pull out different books on the grace of God. Or he as a Jew could have even said, well, you know, I have my background, but he just said, I do worship on Saturday and on Sunday and on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday. Hallelujah. You know, so Don, what's so, you know, what is, what is great is that, you know, Brother Cirillo shows us in that analogy, listen, Let's not try to find the thing that makes us different. Let's find the thing that makes us alike. And and without lecturing that guy and without putting him down, you know that he helped him to discern what is an essential and what is a non-essential. Amen, and we definitely serve a God that is wise. When I consider my own body, I understand that one member needs the other member. And Ephesians says something amazing. It says, through the church, through the church, that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the principal. Isn't it amazing? And one way I've learned to be happy in the church, it's by enjoying and respecting the manifold and the different kind of anointing that is upon my brother, my sister. I might not understand, fully understand my brother, but I enjoy the anointing that is over his life. And I would like to give a a little advice that I've given since the beginning of my Christian life. When you don't understand something, it means only one thing. It means that you don't understand something. It does not mean something else. It does not mean that you have the right to criticize your brother. When you don't understand something in the life of your brother, it just means that you don't understand. But we definitely need to learn how to enjoy the life of Jesus in the life of our brothers and sisters. Amen. You know, Mark, in just a moment, I want you to close us today in a word of prayer. I just want to say this to you. I want to congratulate you. You could be doing a lot of things with your time, but you are staying connected. I want you to know that is where the impartation comes. Elijah said to Elisha, if you see me when I am gone, and here is a way that you can literally see Morris Cirillo every day on Facebook, on YouTube, and you know, These were not Morris Cirillo's messages. It's not like William Shakespeare wrote some books and spoke some messages, but these were messages like Brother Cirillo shared in the very opening day that came to him from God. And I love how he said that I literally am a spectator watching, listening what God is saying through my life, to my life, and so, These messages are as fresh today 
they're even more important today. When Brother Cirillo preached these messages, sure, we lived in a divided world. Sure, there was a divided church, but there's never been a moment like the moment that we're in right now. And I want you to know something. The world is waiting for the body of Christ to be one. The world is waiting like that layman outside of the gate. When will these people that call themselves Christians begin to get along with each other, begin to be an example, begin to be the hands extended of this Jesus that they preach. And I'm just so proud of every single one of you, as is Don and Mark and Teresa and David Cirillo, because you want to be a part of the solution. You're not a part of the problem, but you're going to be raised up in a way that you could not even imagine. God is going to release a greater power and a greater glory in and through your life as we begin to step into these keys, Mark, of unity, forgiveness, not judging, not comparing, not criticizing, but in letting the love of God flow through our lives to every person that we meet. And yes, Father, in the name that is above every name, yes. we receive your new commandment. Yes love one another, Father. And Father, in the name that is above every name, we open our heart, we open our spirit, and I pray for each one of our precious partners and viewers that you will give us a fresh revelation of the love of Christ, the love of Christ that has been shed into our heart. And Father, we thank you for the beauty of your body. And we decide as a living sacrifice to be servant one for another and to love one for another. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know what I want you to do as we go off today? I want you just to use the comment section and just let your brother, let your sister know you love them. I want to tell you today how much Teresa Cirillo loves you. I want you to know how much David Cirillo loves you. I want you to know how each one of us, we love you so much. Every comment that you make, every testimony that you send in, every word of encouragement, every prayer request, we just feel like somehow we are just this big family that is getting to experience like Brother Cirillo said, we're really all spectators. We're really all participating. We really all are receiving this incredible impartation. And we love you so much. We thank you for staying connected. We thank you for spreading the word. We thank you for your support. I do want to encourage you once again, get your copy of Unity in the Spirit. It's not too late. You can download the ebook or you can get the printed copy. And then those of you that are wanting to get to this month's special gift, Mark for God's Commanded Blessing. I went with Brother Cirillo for an entire year as he went and preached this message. This is a book, whenever they offer it on Daystar, to all of their viewers worldwide, 
They get just swamped with requests. They ask us for more. Well, this is our gift to you this month for being a participant in the Morris Cirillo Facebook YouTube School of Ministry for your gift of any amount to help support the School of Ministry. Well, I just want to say to you how much we thank God for you and that you are a part of God's end time plan. We can't wait to see you tomorrow. God has not planned any defeats for you, only victory today. We'll see you tomorrow in Jesus' name.